Hey everybody, welcome to the Just the Two of Us podcast where you know the deal, it's just the two of us. I'm John. I am Nate. Nate, to open up, I want to read some reviews of our studio here. Yeah. This is an amazing venue with wonderful events. I've come here for decades and have seen world-class shows. My favorite are the dance troops. Oh, yeah. Such an incredibly cared for beautiful historic building and lovely people are you is that ours is was this for us i don't think that was from our page no this is for the sheldon theater here in (laughs) lovely downtown (laughs) red wing and tonight it's just the two of us except we've got a special guest mr jeff larson the executive director of the Sheldon Theater here in Red Wing. Thanks for coming in, Jeff. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. And it is a beautiful studio, and I wrote all of those reviews. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Jeff, why don't you, I guess we can start just hearing a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. I am a uh, theater kind of lifer. I've had, I got into theater when I started college just as a job. Uh, and I haven't had a real job since. I started out as a production guy, uh, nice. working in, in lighting around the Twin Cities and also as a director, uh, produced a few of my own shows, and oh. then uh, was pulled into management from a friend who was running a festival who found out that I had a marketing degree in addition to a theater degree. Yeah, okay. So um, started getting into management and uh, have been doing that for a long time now. And I started the theater uh, at the Sheldon just in time to shut it down back in February of 2020. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, sure. What a great time. To start. So during that shutdown, was that a time? I mean, what did you guys use that time for if you couldn't host people in there? Well, we kept it, first of all, you know, we kept the space ready. We did some maintenance that you, you know, kind of don't have time for during regular programming. But also, I was an idiot optimist. I felt like we were always six weeks away from reopening. Okay. So we just stayed ready. Yeah. Yep. And I made the bet after a while. It's like, all right, we're going to have a full season for uh, 21, 22, which we did. Uh, so we stayed ready for that. But it was a lot of talking to the artists and saying, okay, what can we do to be ready to spin this thing up quickly yep. once the pandemic yeah. ends? And that's something that a lot of theaters just weren't doing. I think people were fretting or were just kind of staying dark and like, oh, we're going to wait and see. And right. we were just never in that mode. We just kept like, we're at we're at 80% right now. You know, it's like we can jump to this as soon as yeah. we're allowed to. Yep. yep. That's a good way to handle it, yeah. Because no nobody really knew <laughs> when no. we were going to get back to doing things. No. <laughs> no, it was hard to know. So you mentioned you're on full time there now, mm-hmm. but you used to work for Arts Progress. Yeah, Arts okay. Progress was a uh, a small consulting firm. Uh, a good friend of mine and I uh, and I started. Mm. Uh, we did a lot of. It was part. It, we basically wanted to go to theaters and get all the stuff out of the way that kept people from working on the mission. Okay. So, you know, people kind of don't think of running a theater as being like a regular job. So it's a lot of databases and filing and mm-hmm. paying bills and stuff. And right. sure. a lot of that just starts to take over your life after a while. So yeah. we tried to work on, you know, just organizing all that and getting it out of the way so people could do better work okay. in, of the kind that they wanted. And also uh, what brought us to Red Wing was we also did search. Uh, so when a... Um, you know, when the leader of a theater left, we would be brought in to uh, hire their replacement, which is pretty involved. Okay. Uh, and we'd have networks all over the country, help find people. And that's what we were meant to be doing in Red Wing. I was going to be the interim director, and my partner was going to do the search. And uh, that just got derailed really fast. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> so are you interim right now or are you? Nope. You're just on board. Yeah. They, full in. They nice. kept extending that and, and we all just got along. Yeah. Uh, the staff and the board and I, I think we were just having a really nice time together or as nice as we could during the pandemic. Yeah. And right. uh, they eventually decided to make it permanent just uh, about a year ago. Excellent. Okay. That sounds good. How many people are uh, employed? I mean, there. There are five of us in the core staff, and then a whole okay. bunch of uh, front of house people and tech sure. crew. Um, so, the, uh, you know, about twenty beyond us of you know, kind of part time folks or seasonal. Um, but yeah, in the core staff, it's uh, me, development director, marketing, production, and uh, front of house director. Okay. okay. Is there, there's a lot of volunteering too that happens there? Yeah. We have a great group of volunteers who are the ushers. So a lot of the people you interact with at the Sheldon when you come to a show are volunteers. Okay. Cool. Well, that is, that sort of works pretty well because they've got the passion for it then, right? If they're volunteering at a place like that, they've, they've got a passion and they, they want to help people. And <laughs> right. Yeah, they're like, friendly when you need to find your seat. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they tend to be the people who've been there the longest in oh, sure. theater. The volunteers are the ones who know the place better than, than anyone oh, who bet. actually yeah, works bet. there. Yep. When uh, Bonnie was the last executive director. Yeah. Yeah. Did she was were those some big shoes to fill when you kind of stepped in there then? You know, it's it's funny to because Bonnie was a I have known Bonnie for a long time. Bonnie okay. was a grad student at the U when I was an undergrad. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, and and Bonnie was was sort of one of the early supporters of me as a you know of, of my career. So. Um, it felt strange to be stepping into like, oh, you know, she was always the adult who's like, you know, three, sure, four years right. ahead of me. Yeah. Um, but it was also because of COVID, I wasn't stepping into the same role. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it never really felt like that. It's like, okay, I, this is a, this is a whole different thing now. So it was quickly overwhelmed by just, we're figuring this out as we go along. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a tough, tough situation with the COVID and stuff. When you stepped in, was there anything that you saw that you really wanted to change drastically or things kind of were smooth and you just wanted to keep it, keep it rolling? I think things, because things were smooth, I had the luxury to think about, uh, about changing okay. because, you know, a lot of times in nonprofits, it's, you know, everything's always on fire. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, yeah. we're two weeks away from out of money and the Sheldon, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, the Sheldon, because of the city partnership and because it was run so well, was in great shape. And then I could just start to think about how can I, what is my version of this thing? And I didn't have to do that for a long time because as interim, you never want to make something your version. You kind yeah, of bring right. it back to neutral. Yeah. Okay. But after a while, it's hard to not have an opinion. Yeah. And I, the thing that I would say for any arts organization, and before Arts Progress, I, I ran the Minnesota Fringe Festival, which is a huge, huge, theater festival but when I was running it we'd have 178 different shows doing 900 performances over 11 days wow. and it was all picked by lottery and oh. I am very kind of you know uh, populist and casual you know I, I the the best versions of something like the Sheldon I've seen are kind of start to feel like the living room of the of the town sure you know and and that's the way I've been leaning it's like I really want this I, I'm idealistic enough about it being city owned that I really want everyone in Red Wing to feel like, you know, if somebody feels like people like me don't go there, I failed badly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So if the Sheldon is intimidating or if it feels too highbrow, like I'm doing something wrong. So that's that's the direction I'm going, which isn't at all a, you know, saying that it was anything was done wrong before. No, right. It's just kind of like I'm veering in a slightly different direction. Sure. 
And the, the feel of a theater, uh, a lot of it has to do with the acts or shows you have in there, right? Is that something you consider while you're uh, trying to book these things? Absolutely. And the it's trying to get in, uh, you know, have something that appeals to a lot of different people, uh, especially... Um, I have a new uh, a new person on staff who has young kids, and she talks about you know the people who want to see highbrow art. A lot of times they'll drive to the cities. Sure. If you got kids, you're not doing that. No. You know, you're not going to drive an hour to go see a show at the Orpheum. So right. it's like there's there's really a need for more kind of family programming here. So yeah. I've I've been thinking a lot about that. But also, I really like shows that, that kind of smash two different groups of people together. Yeah. Like we, okay. had a, we had a band called Gangster Grass this yeah. last oh, yeah. year. That yep. was just like, you know, it's like, okay, it's hip hop and bluegrass. Like, let's let's get, yep. you know, because I, I, like, I, I think that's good for people. Like, you know, being yeah. on folks who aren't like them and it's, you know, it's fun. Yeah, the world could use a whole lot more of that right now. No kidding. That's for sure. So because I don't know, I'll ask a lot of dumb questions tonight. Uh, a lot of the shows are actually... You book them, right? They're traveling shows? Yeah. I mean, is there in-house productions as well, people that are local to hear that? Yeah, there are some. Uh, there's Sheldon Brass Band, uh, which is, despite despite being called the Sheldon Theater Brass Band, is actually an independent uh, nonprofit. They okay. do their own work. <laughs> okay. uh, and there's also Phoenix Theater, which is a program of ours, which is community theater. It's all local okay. amateur theater. They do sure. uh, two to three shows a year. They're doing a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Or Rocky oh. Horror Show. It's not the picture show. It's not yeah. the movie. <laughs> right. Summer. Um, so no, it's not Rocky Horror. They're doing Little Shop of Horrors. It's there terrible. we go. Like there they, go. They, yeah, edit that part out. Um, <laughs> the, but uh, and I'm I'm looking to. I think the the Sheldon used to do a lot more. Have a lot more local and kind of you know Southeast Minnesota art in. Okay. And it's with the renovation. I think there's a feeling like all right, we need to really start selling tickets to pay for this. Okay. Uh, so, yep. You know, and, and it's it's hard for you know a lot of. You know, smaller groups to to bring in 480 seats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to work on ways to bring in more. Sure. You know, I was just talking to a men's choir from Rochester yesterday. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's uh, we're working on it. That's very cool. I think the what would you call it, like an outreach program that you do, or the artists like we were just talking about Jeremy. He was kind of touring around town and and doing these workshops. That probably brings some people in too, right? When they don't they meet him outside the theater and then they kind of want to go see him. Right. Yeah. That, that thing totally works. And it's hard to get the word out about a lot of those, but we'll have, you know, we'll have artists go out and do a pop up at Mandy's or yep. they'll go uh, sit in with a uh, dance class and teach some kids dance. Uh, you know, we had a uh, hip lane, which is a uh, hip hop ballet company. Another one of my mashups. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they, they did a dance workshop for, for kids when they were in town. Oh, cool. uh, it's, you know, and, that it not only it's not just a mercenary marketing thing it is just kind of collapsing that distance between the the artist and the and the audience in yeah, a way yeah. that i think the sheldon can do really well it's not this isn't like going to the guthrie or the ordway it's like you can actually be up close and, and meet these people as people yeah yeah it it brings them down to earth right so you can meet them meet them in person yep. yeah so we spoke a little bit there um about the building being owned by the city right yeah so do they take care of building maintenance and things like that i know random question but it's how my brain goes they do we've got the public works guys in uh taking care of the building for us the city not only owns the building but we are a department of the city oh okay uh, which was which was really strange early in COVID times because not only was i new to town but i am a 
kind of officer of the city in the same way that like the police chief or the you know sure. chief oh, are. Yeah. Yep, so yep. there's a lot of department head meetings early in COVID okay. like oh, about the city's COVID response. Like, I'm theater guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. What am I doing? Let me yeah. give you my like, input yeah, on COVID. I, I have nothing to add. But yeah, that that partnership really is you know something pretty unique nationally. That you don't you don't see this a lot, and it's. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it's it's an interesting partnership, and it does kind of ground us in like we have a responsibility to be for everyone in Red Wing. That that I, you know, it's it's important to me. Does the city offer any sort of pressure towards anything <laughs> you're doing there at the Sheldon? Not at all. Good. The, the only the only two things I've heard from the city are. Uh, they would love if they w- if we would get the popcorn machine back okay. uh, that, yep. that was yep. there from when we were a movie theater, uh, which we're not allowed to do for licensing reasons. We can't okay. sell unpackaged food. Uh, mm-hmm. And the other thing, the other thing I've gotten pressure on is you know rush tickets, like making making it cheaper to attend. Oh, okay. So it, so it, re- it really isn't all that expensive though. It, well, yeah, it depends on the show. Uh, okay. We're actually uh, for this next season, uh, we're doing which we're announcing in just a couple of weeks here. You'll see that we've added a lower price tier. Uh, so it's going to be almost every show next year you can come to for less than 20 bucks. Oh, cool. Excellent. Um, yeah, and it goes up from there, but we're going to make it easier for more people to get into the theater. Very cool. Is that something that's hard to find feedback on is ticket pricing and how people are feeling about it, or is it a numbers thing? I mean, if you if you sell less tickets, maybe you're thinking the price is too high? No. You know, it's, it's, it's more complicated than that because, like, I could bring in, you know, I could find an artist where if I sold, if I charged 150 bucks for tickets, it would sell out. You yeah. know, if I bring in right. Lyle yeah. Lovett or something. Sure. I don't know that that's a success. You know, yeah. it's it's out of reach for a lot of people. It's yeah. um, you know, but also I think at any price a sellout can be can be a failure. Like maybe I wasn't ambitious enough. Maybe sure. that you know it wasn't, you know. So you don't want to sell out every show. Yeah. Um and. You also don't want to. You make something too cheap, people will think like, "Oh, this must be crap." Like, yeah. This is, you yeah, know, right. all the shows are fifty bucks, and this one's ten. You know, maybe yeah. this one's just not worth going to. Yeah. So, it, like, it, we could talk about this for the next three hours. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's you know, it, a lot goes into it. Yeah, that's I one of those imagine. things that's got to be running through your brain quite a bit, though, while you're um, trying to do many of the other tasks you're up to all day. <laughs> yep. Are you there every day? Uh, I work partially from home. Um, oh, okay. Uh, partially because I, I have a long commute, but also just, um, you know, it's something that, that I encourage for all the staff who are able to. We see if you work in the box office, you're less able to work from home. But yeah, right. The, you know, I think it's kind of good to, you know, kind of bounce in and out and have some flexibility. In the, and also, the it's weird at the Sheldon, the way the building is laid out. Um, this is really inside baseball, but we all work really far away from each other. Oh, okay. Uh, so I could be in the building for a week and not you would never run into someone your coworkers there <laughs> okay. you really have to make an effort <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. all kind of spread to the winds inside there so when you see someone you are startled is that what you're saying well i have a i have a very noisy staircase up to my office so they, <laughs> they can't sneak up on me but uh, loosen a few screws right so so is it true that the sheldon is haunted then oh yeah, I didn't know this was a thing. I think so. You know, I have asked people that, and and I, I've gotten a sort of knowing. Oh yeah, no, yeah, of really course. Old, but like I, I've never gotten any specifics on that. Uh, good stories. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Is it haunting or is it just kind of occupied? Depends on. Oh the, yeah, right, right. Depends right. on how the ghost is feeling. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you, if you've never been in an empty theater, like just during the day when no one else is there, they always feel creepy. Oh, like okay. it's the strangest, you know, the theaters and nightclubs, it's being in there outside of business hours yep. is very strange. It's <laughs> kind of creepy. 
kind of not really on that topic, but <laughs> along those lines, do you do tours at the Sheldon? We do, uh, especially during the summer coming up here. All of the uh, cruise boats on the river, okay. uh, they stop here and groups will come to the Sheldon for tours. And we can also, we have a great, not enough people do this, but we have an awesome self-guided tour brochure. You can come in anytime the box office is open, grab the, the self-guided tour and wander around the building on your own. That sounds like um, a good time, actually. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's pretty great. I've never seen it at another theater. And, okay. and the Sheldon is totally worth doing that. Like yeah. It's, you know, for all the, you know, you get, you go to a show there and you look around and you're like, oh, so cool here but yeah. the more time you spend looking at the details it gets better yeah did you hear that younger generation you can get some pretty sweet instagram pictures Ooh, yeah <laughs> there you Take, go go in the shell and get some selfies get some selfies in there you can test out every seat in there pick which one you want <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> so why is your uh, uh booking your acts for is it called the season like the coming up is yeah that what you call it okay yep. so you're booking acts are there shows that are harder to host than others uh, for a variety of reasons, yeah. Uh, and the ones that some of the some of the things that make it hard are a group that has been big in the past and is now doing you know kind of your state fair kind of tour because they still have arena expectations. Sure. Oh, yeah. So just for sound mix, they'll, they'll expect three different audio engineers and, yep. and tons of monitors and stuff, and and just have requirements. They you know they'll want a runner. Uh, that makes it hard. Um, some shows are just really hard to load in, like circus. You know, yeah, it's yeah. all that rigging that has to happen. Yep. Um, but also, it's you know just the the cost of the shows. It's and and routing because you. I think a lot of people think that when you're picking these shows, you just go to an artist and say, "Oh, I'll give you ten thousand dollars <laughs> to come play at my theater." But really, yeah. they're trying to build a tour. Okay. So you can get a date held with someone, but it's only worthwhile for them if they're you know thinking, okay, they're going to do Chicago, they're going to do Madison, they're going to come here. Yeah. You know, so um, it's sometimes there's there's acts i want that i can't get because they're not they're not in the neighborhood this year okay, okay. uh so it's it's tricky it's it's a big puzzle and it's it's really kind of at the beginning of the process when you've got you know 30 weekends you're trying to fill it's it's like oh no i really oh, gotta yeah. I really gotta get on this but yeah yeah and then 30 different contracts you gotta read through too right yeah that's that's uh i'm still on that this week for next season and everybody's got slightly different terms and it's it, the and a lot of you really want other people you know especially the the our production director russell like if i sign off on a writer you know for tech stuff without asking him he's like he is bound <laughs> to get screwed over by that so yep, it's like, yep. all right, you gotta you gotta sign off on this too yep any wild green room requests over there we don't get a lot of that the thing you know the the it alcohol and cigarettes are okay, a lot yeah. yeah and and you know as a city-owned venue i'm you know i'm pretty sure i'm not supposed to be buying that so we, <laughs> we you know it's like we, we turn a blind eye to whatever you want to bring in but yeah. uh that's that's where we draw the line yep kind of wild yeah i think our my first time being there as an adult i was are you maybe i was yeah i think so maybe naive but i was shocked to see that you could buy alcohol there when you went to the show sure and that that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, these guys like to party here. Yeah. <laughs> They're in it. Yeah. That was one of the more fun things uh, in my early time at the Sheldon was uh, the, uh, Leah, our, our firm house director, asked if I wanted to redo the beer list. Like, oh, I absolutely do. Yes. Yeah, so let so, me pick that. Yeah. And it is a good list. It's a good list there. All Bush Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an official endorsement, but yes. <laughs> is, there any, is there a flip side to the finding artists where there's an artist that wants to play the Sheldon or, or contacts you or oh 
all the time Is all it? the time like the when you get into the time of year when when venues are booking artists i get 40 emails a day from agents oh wow um it is a fire hose and they we do get a lot of folks who come in you know just lower level artists who you know who are just getting started and they look at a place like sheldon like oh i would love to play there yeah and you know i i don't want to be at all rude it's like you probably don't you know you're yeah i need to see that you can draw an audience big enough for this because there's nothing more depressing for us or the artist to have someone playing to 20 people in a 480 seat room right right. you know so it's like you know let me steer you towards something that is you know kind of more appropriate to you or you know i also i just have to think about what sorts of things people in red wing want to see yeah and uh you know some weird new york performance art is probably not going to be the thing (laughs) what (laughs) what uh what has been popular around here um, you know, I think there's so many different kinds of people that so many different things can be popular. Yeah. Um, but um, I people really want to see that organ get played. You know, we've got a okay. big pipe organ there. Yep. Um, the you know Minnesota artists, New Standards, Jeremy Messersmith do really well, so we'll do more of that. Um, let's see. Let's, uh, this is this is the this is the trick of this job is like especially for me is like whenever you ask me about a show at the Sheldon I will immediately forget all of them. Yep, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a lifelong thing for me. It's like, oh, tell me about a show at the festival. I, I can't no think idea. of one, you know, except for the one. Like I'll I'll walk into stuff like this and be like, don't talk about that show. Do not mention that show. And like, that's, that's the one that's, that's the one, one I can yeah. think of. So, um, but yeah, the you know the ones. Uh, I don't, you know, a show that's popular is one is one thing, and that's great. And but I also get really excited about shows that bring out an audience that I don't usually see. Okay. Mm. Um, so, I was talking to you guys before we started recording about Hiplay, the hip hop ballet company, and it's like, oh, this is, you know, is completely different audience for the Sheldon, yeah. and just like little girls and tutus, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just like it, it was such a, like it is amazing to see see these folks in the theater. So. That excites me almost more than a full house. Yeah, it's fun to take something you're passionate about and be able to share it with people that you know wouldn't usually be there. And kind of show them how it goes and maybe get them sparked and interested in it. Yeah, one one trip down there and they're hooked. Yeah, yeah. I mean with the uh, with how much CGI now happens in movies and well, how cool they look. What <laughs> what do you think keeps the performing arts live shows alive? I mean, why is why are people so drawn to it? Do you think? I think that it's I, I think that's why I think with all the CGI it's it gets harder and harder to believe or be engaged in anything sure. at in the movies and theater and live performance are always real yeah and mm-hmm. the, something that I really love seeing in theater is just um, you know uh, this is a this, when I was in college I was directing a show and uh, a prop broke during a performance and the actors <laughs> handled it beautifully but everyone in the audience knows like suddenly this this just got real yeah (laughs) you know and and we have to watch these real humans dealing with this who are both these characters but also the actors and and i think that the the unexpected is always um you know it's like things happen live that aren't planned and that's such a beautiful part of live performance and and people will want more of that and it's also i think movies are you know even marvel movies are sort of committed now to being hyper realistic yeah yeah and in in theater, you can still have that kind of wonder and yep. imagination, and you know, think of Cirque du Soleil, which is hugely yeah. 
you know, hugely popular, mm -hmm. those shows aren't trading in realism at all. No. It's trading in weirdness yep. in a great way. Yeah. So yeah, I think more of that, and that's the lane that I think is open to performing arts now. Definitely. Yeah. When I'm down there, I find myself uh, like in the moment. You know, when you're watching it, watching an act down there, almost in a trance. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you write the marketing now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need to write pamphlets over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, th I think the last time I was down, uh, and I'm ashamed, but was for, uh, not because of what it was, but how long ago it was, was for Miss Red Wing Pageant. Um, is that something, you know, that's a one-time deal, one night a year. Is that something that steps on toes, or is that something you plan ahead <clears throat> and you know what's going to happen? That was before your time. But like one night shows or rentals like that, is that something that gets in the way or not too bad? It doesn't get in the way. You know, we leave weekends open for, you know, we talk to the, the renters early. We've got mm. shows that rent the space every year, like Lori Line, um, you know, and, and definite like returning favorites like Monroe Crossing and New Year's Eve. We do, uh, we've been doing their show for years that we stay open for that. I okay. think the thing though, the, every show at the Sheldon pretty much is, is one night only. And the thing that mm. makes that hard is not so much that stepping in anything else, but that if you come to, it's like you come to Monroe Crossing, you're like, oh, I really love bluegrass. I want to see more of that. When's the next bluegrass show? Yeah. It's like, no, oh, it's like six months away. Yeah, because right. we have all, you know, a million other things yeah. between now. And so it's, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about it is, is what is the identity of the Sheldon uh, in kind of building up a trust because you can't say, you know, we're First Avenue and we program, you know, we program, program up-and-coming music or, yeah. you know yeah. it's like we kind of do everything mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. you know so it's just communicating that and as far as how, um getting people interested what's what's the big move right now i mean social media seems to be pretty hollow anymore <laughs> as yeah. far as i mean everybody's on there shouting about something uh trying to get interested in something else is that where advertising is right now in social media or how are you getting the word out i was a big I was big into social media for performing arts before anybody else was doing it. Okay. And now, uh, and I'll say I'm, I'm following the lead of some others, uh, some other marketing folks I know, and it's like this direct mail. Like we're going back to mailing out postcards. Interesting. And, you know, and the outreach stuff that we talked about, like having yeah. the artists, you know, come in and, um, and we're doing a lot of small things. One thing we're working on for this next year, the season we're just about to announce, is uh, we're doing a Spotify playlist with all the of all the music groups. Oh, okay. Uh, so you know, you have a chance to like sit in your car and like, oh, I've never heard of you know, but you, yeah, you might really love it. Yep. Uh, so we're trying to be creative in that way, but a lot of the a lot of the creativity and marketing now is going back fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're excited to get anything in the mailbox. That's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And like social media has turned into junk mail now. Yeah, basically, <laughs> so much stuff on there. Yeah, it's really it's really hard to get any eyes on you anymore, and yeah. expensive, and yes. you know, and and everybody's only doing marketing on Facebook now. It's like they, yep. it's lost its purposes. You know, nobody's sharing their baby photos there or anything. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. None of my friends are. No. <laughs> so back to the rental thing, are people like I was kind of browsing through the website. Are people renting the Sheldon for weddings and things too? events and is that a thing yeah i don't know it That's could be asking. a thing um that hey, it could be a thing yeah come yeah. on down <laughs> yeah come on down have your wedding the um the problem with weddings because i got briefly excited about this a couple months ago I was like, oh, we should do more weddings here first of all yeah. people people having a wedding are are just really annoying to work with. <laughs> yeah. like, you know and, and you know you're married you know this yes. like, oh yeah you know, um 
you know, everything has to be perfect and you get caterers, a lot of stuff that we're not used to working with. Yeah. Um, but also the time scale is wrong. Uh, we program out our season a lot earlier than weddings are typically planned. Okay. So all the dates mm. that you would want are probably taken by the time you're thinking about yeah. having your wedding in the Sheldon. Right. That's That could change or if somebody has a lot of foresight, like I, I want to get married two years from now, um, you know, we'd certainly be open to it, but that's the, that's the tricky thing. Okay. Yeah. Don't go in a barn somewhere. No. Enough with the farm weddings. Yeah. There's a, a beautiful historic building right here in Red Wing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only burned down a couple times. (laughs) It probably won't ruin your big day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't bring candles. (laughs) Yeah. There's been some disasters down there. Yeah. I, I had to learn all this because we did a, uh, if you guys saw that we, a couple of years ago during COVID um, because we didn't have anyone inside. We did a project, 3d projection mapping show on the front of the building okay. uh, that we uh, put it, put projectors on top of the library and reenacted the history of the Sheldon on its own face. So we, we burned it down we blew it up. We put a different <laughs> facade on it. It yep, was, yep. It was uh, a pretty fun special effects thing that we uh, ran for a few nights there. Uh, so I wonder yeah. if the dispatchers got any calls like war of the world's type thing going on. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the Sheldon's on fire again. We did warn them, and, and yeah, they, they closed the street for us, and we had the public works guys with the forklift helping us get the projectors on top yeah, of the library, okay. so they were warned. <laughs> they, they knew about it. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a kind of technology, like I, I've been seeing other people do this because it's, it's very difficult, but you can do really convincing things, like changing the face of a building. And once we, once we said, like, all right, what, what can we do to make the, make the Sheldon cool during... Uh, and still be doing some art. Like this was the first. Like I think we could actually pull this off. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's and, a cool idea. Yeah, and I have uh, uh, I know some folks in the cities who rent projection to uh, the NFL, okay. uh, so we had access to some really large scale projectors. You know, mm. none of that was getting used either because of COVID. So okay, like, well, yeah. let's drag some stuff out. Which like, we could maybe wrangle for your wedding. Yeah, at the, the Sheldon. Sheldon. Now, the, no, I just want to note that I didn't. I didn't promise that. We promise no. we can get it. We can we can make the place look like a barn for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll spread straw everywhere. Yep. Hmm. Um, so as far as incorporating some new technology, is that something a theater's looking into doing, or is it, or is it something like, no, we're old school. We're on an incandescent bulbs. <laughs> yeah, we got to get that lighting low. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of LED. Uh, we get into uh, moving lights. A lot of the the stuff, the the technology around the theater that uh, is is kind of it's it's not exciting, but it makes what you're seeing possible. Sure. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of automation control going on now. Um, there's uh, wireless lighting control. Um, the you know especially you know if you go to a rock concert you know you see all the moving lights yep. there. We have that in theaters as well. You're just not seeing the fixtures yeah. or the, you know, but um, a lot of that takes the problem for a venue like the Sheldon where you've got a show that's running for only one or two nights is there's a ton of programming time oh, to yeah. make all that technology work. So you want to just add technology up to the point where it's saving you time instead of, you know, just wasting a ton of it and you yeah, know, right. slowing you down. From, but um, yeah, a lot of that's really cool. And, and we're going to LEDs because you know, a theater can have a, you know, a large theater, you think of the Guthrie in the cities can have a 20 or $30,000 a month electric, electric bill. Yes. So, um, you know, the more we can do to be kind of more sustainable and yeah, you know, cheaper. Right. S- somebody in the balcony with a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. No, not that sustainable. 
but for our own technology thing we just got a new uh laser video projector inside the theater okay so uh you know watch for you know we do holiday movie uh it is it is as bright as the sun you would not believe how good the image is okay. on that projector now what kind so. of distance do you set a projector like that up at uh it is on the, the front of the balcony okay uh, so i should know what that distance is and have no idea maybe that's 70 feet or nate you were just down there that. yep yeah 70 feet yeah okay yeah he sounded very authoritative there yeah yep 72 i actually. measured it while i was there yeah. i had my range finder that's cool so you haven't played a you haven't done a movie with that yet we have uh the we had it in time for um well maybe we did i'm gonna get that we watched die hard on it for a staff holiday party no nice. i don't know that we've done a public movie on it oh that's awesome yeah um do, do the shows offer their own or bring their own um like lighting engineers sound engineers or is that something you provide or offer uh it depends on the show uh generally the shows that we so a show that's touring with a lighting design will generally have the lighting done in advance okay. and then they may tour with a kind of multi-purpose technician who knows how to put the lighting in but it's all programmed into the board you're just dropping okay. a usb stick into the light board sure. yeah, getting gotcha. the lights focused and, and it goes um a bigger uh you know a band that you've heard of you know that you've heard on the radio will generally bring their own sound engineer or at least monitor engineer okay. uh, which is you know they're mixing what the band hears in their ears on stage instead yeah. of what the audience hears um do you see where their priorities are but the usually we're taking care of all the tech like okay, we get okay. all the information in advance this is what uh our our production folks are doing in the you know they're doing what's just called the advance they're talking to the artists a couple months out okay like, what do you need in place they get the light plot they get you know anything you know that we can have just preloaded in place when the artists arrive because sometimes they're arriving the night before or the afternoon of the yeah, show and we, yeah. we're expected to just be able to jump and get the thing going right. and there's got to be a benefit to someone that's in-house that knows the system and knows all the little tricks and everything about the system you have there right or is yeah. it pretty universal between theaters um the lighting is more universal than sound okay um but the you get architectural things in the space that make some of the work hard audio okay. digital audio consoles are wildly different from each other and and really difficult to use so that's where you definitely want somebody in-house that makes a lot of sense so you had mentioned that the you'll you'll be releasing dates for the new season coming up. How long is this season? Uh, the season runs uh, late September through end of May. And season tickets are a thing, right? They are. You oh, can, cool. Uh, yeah, you can get uh, depending on how many shows you pick uh, between ten and twenty percent off oh. uh, package. And there's no limit. There's a couple shows that don't qualify for that. Uh, okay. Just the big premiere shows. But yeah. other than that, you can just make your own lineup and and be set to go and get a pretty decent deal on it. Okay. And being a f like a friend of the Sheldon, that's like a a donation you make, and then you're kind of part of this friends group. Yeah, and we're we're looking to do more with the friends group. Kind of pull that, pull that. You know, we're, we want to be better friends. I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, but, yeah, best friends. <laughs> you know, I, I I think that really was you know focused on fundraising for a while. And it okay. is the these are the people who support the theater the most. But it's also like let me give you some more. Uh, you do get as a friend uh, first crack at tickets. Okay. Uh, once we announce, you get exclusive access for a while. But uh, we're looking to add some more. Uh, you know, some of the ideas are a bar upstairs that's just for uh, Ooh, like just for yeah, friends. VIP you don't have to wait so long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. when, are we, when are we going to bring back the VIP seating, like the uh, 
like the Abe Lincoln seats over there. Yeah, what do you call them? Yeah, the little two seater balcony. The yeah, Queens yeah. boxes. The Queens, Queens boxes. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna tell you two things about those. One, those seats are garbage. You never <laughs> okay. want to sit there. Oh, no, interesting. Like you know, it, it's like those seats are like owning a convertible. Like it, you're being seen by everyone. Yeah, like yeah. your experience is pretty crappy. Okay. Actually. Gotcha. But the, um, but also at the Sheldon, uh, they can't be brought back because in the renovation they were filled with HVAC equipment. Oh, okay. So uh, you uh, you can't actually even get to them. Just so all the lower level peasants can be comfortable, (laughs) I I can't have my queen's box anymore. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I should should just put some like Waldorf and Statler puppets up there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was always a good good bit. Yeah, Yeah, it was. They're so critical. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like they're at every show too. You know, Mm -hmm. guys. Jeff, you said you've always been a theater, what did you call it? Theater? Theater lifer. Yeah, lifer. Well, lifer. <laughs> I really just, like, I followed a, a girlfriend who got a job in the, at the concert hall when I was in freshman year of college, and, and I and I'm like, oh, can you get me in there, too? That looks that looks more fun than working at the library. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I just kept getting pulled in through through that. It was uh, really, I you see, like, the theater kids in high school. I was not that at all. Mm, okay. And, and I just, like was around it backstage enough to, to get the bug. Cool. I mean, what are some career opportunities in that direction? Well, the, I think that the, you know, everybody thinks they want to be an actor and being an actor is, is, is awful. Like mm-hmm. you, you really, you know, it's just like wanting to be an athlete or something too. Is like, chances are you're not going to make any money and you're going to struggle forever. Yeah, right. Um, but if you want to work in theater, there are backstage jobs that are excellent. Um, and we have a real shortage of them right now. Uh, I think a lot of people left the business during COVID. Uh, so you can work backstage in a wardrobe or lighting or sound, um, yeah, spot operators, um, you know, a lot of tech, um, but also management. Um, oh. You know, I have, a, in addition to theater, I have a business degree. That's how I got my job. You know, it's, um, if you are into marketing or finance or if you're an accountant and you don't want to have a corporate job, this is a thing you can do and make a good living at. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think like I grew up in a, in a town like Red Wing and, you know, wasn't exposed to a lot of a lot of arts. And it never seemed like a possibility. It's like you, you're going to be a doctor, or a lawyer or an engineer. Yep. It never you never hear anything about um, that. You can go and have this other kind of career and, you know, and live well, you know, do really yeah. well with it. And, yep. you know, even if you're. Um, you know, a lot of jobs like like tool and die makers um, that there aren't as many opportunities for in the United States as we have less manufacturing. Yep. I tell you, we need that in theater. Not not a place like the Sheldon, but if you look at big touring Broadway or Cirque du Soleil, you yep. know, Vegas, they're they're machinists, carpenters. Like a lot of you know work, you know, hands on work is done on those shows. Yeah, uh, interesting. So, I yes. didn't really consider that. I mean, somebody's got to build that set. Right. Or design that contraption for the circus. <laughs> a lot of specialized equipment, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Probably very heavily OSHA regulated on the yeah. Cirque du Soleil. Oh, no. Yeah, right. We're not, we're not, that's the thing. We're not OSHA regulated at all. Like, how, how would you re- regulate <laughs> no. something like that? Right, it's, right. it's, you just have to really, like, have professionals checking that stuff out. And, and especially circus performers, they are on, like, nobody touches your equipment but you. Like okay. all of that rigging stuff, like they're yeah. inspecting every single link of that every time because, yeah, people can and have gotten killed right. doing that. So it's they're serious. Are magic shows still a thing? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, and that's that's great engineering too. We had yeah. uh, we had one at the uh, at the Sheldon this year, and you wouldn't believe like even at something at our level the yep. the 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 rider requirements like who's going to be allowed into the space who's allowed oh, to touch things oh, interesting yeah. yeah so secrets right yeah so you make sure like nobody's taking you know it's like sometimes we'll take photos of the setup of a show it's like nope yeah. not, none of that <laughs> uh yeah and you That's know and, cool. and sight lines because a lot of a lot of magic or even even non-magic just circus stuff it only works from one angle yeah yeah you know so like they're they're very particular about that stuff you know, uh, Adam Savage did, a, I think, a beautiful job. Have you seen any of his YouTube channel? I've seen, yeah, his YouTube channel and Mythbusters. He yeah. is the kind of guy. Like, if that's who you want to, yep. like, if you like yeah. him, you can work around that guy all the time. That is what theater people are like. So, okay. like, great example of, you know, derailed whatever you're Yeah, no, I was just saying, I think he, he did, he's done a beautiful job of highlighting the things that a prop builder, prop maker, prop master would do. And he's got skills on the lathe, CNC mills. I mean, any sort of building skill like that, he's got it. And he uses them all a lot. He's got a cool shop. Yeah, it seems like he was pretty well uh, self-taught, though. You know, trial and error, trying to figure some of that stuff out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, some of it. But also, like, you're it, when you're working in a shop, the, you're other people are figuring things out and then yeah. kind of spreading the knowledge around. Right, a right. lot of it you're doing for the first time, but a lot of other things you're kind of crabbing together from you know because you're often working at the last minute like props yeah. is you know the, the 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 annoying thing about working in props is that it's always somebody you know the show's in tech rehearsals it's a week from opening and somebody has an idea give me a real detailed sword by tomorrow morning yeah. like, no <laughs> uh, like jewels on the handle yeah right, right. <laughs> yeah yeah and somebody's probably always breaking props oh yeah yep all the time yeah you, you uh you really start to hate the actors who are, it's always the same people who are just breaking stuff all the time oh yeah there's a ton of different cool careers there there's some big theaters in minneapolis there are do they have more full-time staff at like a bigger theater like that where they, you'd have like a director and then like a a vice director <laughs> co-director yeah co- yeah right. well yeah they have a lot more administrative staff than, okay. than you'd think um both like fundraising departments but also uh just script readers and librarians and you know full marketing departments but also yeah then they'll have a full uh carpentry shop that you have your resident your resident uh, sound and lighting and carpentry folks and then that's augmented by overhire crews that come in to you know for specific show builds or yeah. to load in the lighting uh, so in the cities, and this is work that that I did, and my wife still does actually. Uh, as you, you know, you're on the lighting crew, you're at the Guthrie this week, and then next yep. week you'll be at the Southern. And we okay. have to add the other way, so you just kind of bounce around. Cool. Yeah. So if you're a carpenter out there and you are sick of working outside because it hails in Minnesota every day now, yeah, you could work indoors. You could work indoors building props and sets. You know, actually, I, w- I was just talking to someone in Red Wing who signed up to be on the. Uh, the IATSE Local 13 uh, overhire list. Uh, that's the, the stagehand union, uh, okay. the local in the cities. And let me tell you, if you have any interest in stage work, working on you know even big rock concerts, they are desperate right oh. now. Interesting. Uh, so you can you can sign up, get get some training, and be on you know you can be on big stadium tours of rock yeah. shows if you want. Like just the the local crew for those. Are there perks to that? Like you get front row tickets or something cool like that? You get a t-shirt. Usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, let me tell you, it's, it's, it's no, no part of this is, is as glamorous as people think it's got. Yeah, gotcha. It's a lot of, a lot of unloading trucks. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because it is a full-on business. Right. There's a it lot of is. metrics to keep track of. Definitely. Yeah, and and yeah, you you go, uh, you know, you just go past the like the Twin Stadium on one of these big rock shows, and you'll see oh, you know yeah. forty semis oh, yeah. lined up. It's like there's crews unloading and yeah. loading all those. Ooh, yeah. yeah, it's fun too. Like I. I have loved every, you know, it, I mean, certainly there are annoying days, but this yeah. is a, as an industry, I really like it. What do you think has been the most surprising thing to you now stepping into that director role? It's something that maybe you didn't consider before stepping into a role like that. Oh God, there's so much. Um, <laughs> the, you know, I, I think I would say it, it's dealing with people's ownership of of the space and oh. there's you know in in red wing where you know this is kind of a you know a, a treasured you know part of the town but even the the most committed people in you know in in any organization um are always there to tell you their opinion and it's often like you'll have different different groups of of people who feel like they have ownership of it and mm. i think it's that for me as a as an introvert that kind of remembering that the public is there and, yep. and yeah. you know it, and staying human like sort of reminding folks because you you want to call and scream at the customer service people you know and, and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, we're just and, and i think that was a, a thing that we did a lot during covid you know everybody wanted to kind of you, your tendency is to express certainty all the time and yeah. i think during covid at the shelter it's like look we're we're, we're figuring this out you know right. we did we did some live zoom sessions where it's just like people can ask us questions and i'm just sitting there like oh, i don't know this is you know this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is what, I'm, what i think we're going to try that's the best answer to your question i can come up with it's yeah. it's you know kind of dealing with humans is is always more surprising than the, the stuff it's very complicated it is everyone's yeah. out there with opinions <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> and how you could, should how you should improve <laughs> well yeah i think people come to come to me in the audience like you know who you should get to play here is <laughs> yeah and, you know and it's let me tell you it's the most annoying things when they're right like oh you're right yeah. that show did really well three years ago i should bring them back like, yep. okay fine you're right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll send you a ticket yeah. has have there been any shows that you like physically can't accommodate oh yeah tons um it's uh they both in stage size um or rigging capacity or you know the amount of crew we have to load it in or you know you have to think of the number of seats we have too like sometimes we just we don't have enough seats to to sell yeah. to pay for certain shows mm -hmm. um but yeah we'll get some shows that are looking for you know a 40 or 50 foot wide stage and we can't we can't accommodate that thing um so yeah there's a there's quite a bit, but it, it is a big part of, you know, the thing, something we don't have in Red Wing here is that group of, of technical staff that are traveling between all the theaters. So we can't, you know, if a show's going to take 15 people to load it in, well, we don't, you know, yeah, we don't can, just that. can't do that. We got, we got old Mo with a gimby leg. <laughs> he takes <laughs> a while to unload those trucks. He's got a two-wheeled cart, though. <laughs> He's got a cart. Are, are you attending a lot of these shows? I mean, it's a full-time job, and you got to be there on the weekends. Yeah, you know, I I try to get to a lot of them. It's you know the it, it's weird because like when you work in this business, the it's not necessarily the thing you want to do in your spare time. Oh, you right. know, like so. Um, but 
you know, I am genuinely excited about a lot of these shows. I also need to be out seeing shows elsewhere to oh, get yeah. ideas for other things to bring here. So <laughs> it's, um, you know, and I have, you work in this long enough and you get a lot of, you just have a lot of friends who are doing shows. So yeah, I, yeah. I have a lot of obligation theater I need to see. So it's, it's a mix between being here and, you know, just kind of being around the cities or, you know, sometimes I just just want to play Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, <laughs> right, right. Just, you know, there's lots of video games out there. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a balance. So in every Disney movie, oh, there's okay. always like a villain. You're watching Ratatouille. Oh yeah, they're freaked out about a critic that shows up, critiques the food. Right, right. Are there still theater critics that write in a newspaper? You got to come to see a show and 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 would do you read them or do you just skip right over them? Oh, I I read them because they're entertaining as hell. Like, yeah, <laughs> they, you know. So, uh, you don't you won't get critics here, um, just because the a critic will only come to a show because they want to they want to tell you whether you should go see something. So, okay. if you're just doing a show that's playing for for one or two nights yeah, to get yeah, the Sheldon, right. they can't get the review out fast enough. Sure. So they're they're not going to do criticism of of the kinds of shows we have here. But in the cities, there's less. I mean, just like there's less newspaper coverage of everything right? yeah um but there is um like my favorite theater critic, critic in the cities who's kind of half retired from business now but uh is dominic papatola mm-hmm. uh who is could be pretty brutal but okay. always funny you never wanted him reviewing something you were doing <laughs> okay but um it was always fun to read like his if he hated something like in some you just like want to sit behind him at a show and like watch him like oh i bet he's really hating this like, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. really funny what's he gonna write um but yeah, but he could be you know really eloquent in his you know whether he likes something or not. He's always really fun to read. So it's I, I think there's a loss because I think criticism is not just you know whether something's good or bad, but it's like where does it exist in or like what is it trying to do? Yeah, yeah. I think like and how successful it is. Like you might not like this kind of thing, but is it is it succeeding at the thing it's trying to do? And sure. They, and having somebody like really knowledgeable, kind of holding your hand, you know, it's like it you can enjoy it at a different level. Sure. Um, you know, and music's the same way. It's like if you understand the history of blues, you're gonna like Led Zeppelin more. I'm told, um, but you <laughs> <I'm> know, <told. laughs> I never got into Zeppelin. Um, but it's it's like that. Like they, you know, the best critics can can really educate you in a way. So I I you know I, I miss that. Yeah, a good critic. And yeah, now we yeah. have to rely on Yelp reviews. Yeah, or, or the reviews or I was reading. People. Like, yeah, coming so, full circle here. Yeah. Yeah. So or, fa- was, or Facebook comments. Yeah, there was so there was one that I just absolutely loved. Let me find it. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so here it is. This was a Facebook review. Ooh, I like it. Love the women's bathroom. <laughs> it is beautiful, spacious, and well organized. <laughs> I mean, that's now, the now hopefully this was a woman writing this, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I was just trying to think of like what a disorganized bathroom is. Like, there's just like not supposed to be a whole lot of stuff in there. Like, yeah, you know, right. it's like not keeping the files in like, there. Like, no, no, it's not where we keep the pipe organ. <laughs> Bad idea. Uh, they, you know, people. Ooh. I I think that might be uh, immediately after the uh, the renovation. People were were excited about that. Was one okay. of the things that was built from scratch. So, okay. Uh, yeah, they call that a once in a generation renovation, right? That was a that was a big one. That was a big one. Yeah, and and kind of bringing the the theater back to something like what it looked like when it was first built. And, okay. Uh, still, 
really uh yeah really dramatic if you look at, yeah. especially looking at old pictures of the sheldon like when you know it's like all that plaster work and all the yeah, paint yeah. you see now like they covered that over with tiles like there's so many theaters like this that sure. they would just go sheetrock over all that yeah and, and it's like then you uncover it after all these years wow it's amazing so yeah i i, I hope to not be around the next time it needs doing <laughs> <laughs> that's a big undertaking yeah. yeah speaking of pipe organs in the women's bathroom yes have you ever been witness to a uh, hot mic event when the mic was not supposed to be hot yes yeah. um yeah. i have i have <laughs> i have witnessed a lot of that i have witnessed um i have run sound for events when friends of mine are are on are on mic on stage uh, after they've been drinking for a while oh boy it's like oh, yeah. i'm gonna cut your mic now because <laughs> you're you're gonna regret this um yeah it happens all the time like and this it's the kind of um you know, mistake that you see, like we were talking before, you know, in, in the, you know, that makes it real. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, you, you never try to never make mistakes. It's it's like, how well do you cover for it? Yeah. Um, it's like a little show inside the show. Right. Yeah. No, I was responsible for one just a couple of days ago at a board meeting. Um, we oh, no. think our board meetings are tele- televised on Channel Six, like all the other city, like city oh, yeah, meetings. Okay. And stuff. Yeah, sure. and, you know, and I started spouting off about something before, like at the the, the meeting ended, but we were still on. You know, okay. and I was like, "All right, who's got my my show list?" And, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, it's, yelling at the intern or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like pretty much pretty much any mistake in the building, I'm the most likely to do it. So, <laughs> That, that's the that's how you be a good leader though right yeah. show, show them what not to do constantly <laughs> making a fool of myself yeah. <laughs> i am a great leader then <laughs> are you guys full staffed right now or are you looking for help uh we are full staffed for core but we are always looking for uh box officers and and tech staff um a lot of times we hire it's a great job for college students so oh. we got like southeast oh, yeah. tech students so a couple of our uh box officers and like, house managers just graduated uh, so yeah, always check in and tech, uh, tech folks too backstage if you want to work. You know, we'll be posting some new jobs soon. Cool. Where do you guys post to? Um, yeah, I should know this. The City of Red Wing website oh, probably oh. goes out elsewhere. Of course. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And our website too. We we uh, keep everything up to date there. So Jeff, you're releasing that new schedule soon. Where can people find it? Well, you can go to sheldontheater.org. Uh, it's we we will all the shows will go live on June second, along with uh, a video trailer. Uh, one thing we've been doing that's super fun is you hear on the radio, you're like, hey, you know, this is you know whatever from Coldplay. Like, yeah. Hey, right yeah. Wing. yeah. We're doing that now with uh, with our artists for the for the season. So we're oh, cool, them, cool. Little video snippets for us. Um, I'll be if somebody wants to come down to the theater, uh, five thirty on June second. I'll be doing uh, introducing the season from stage. Uh, but then, yeah, all the shows list will be listed and pr- with pricing and everything right away that evening. And, uh, yeah, it is a really fun season coming up. Like, that was the theme for this next year is, like, this is going to be fun and casual and, you know, come on down in jeans. And, you yeah. know, it's like the, this yeah, it, this season is going to be great. Uh, cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. And, and you excited. Were, you were going to give us a sneak preview on what, what some of the artists were, right? Or yeah, I, I was not. not. <laughs> See, this is like they're trying to trap me. I can't <laughs> announce any of this. But it's it'll be worth the wait. Okay. So as soon as that drops, people can start buying tickets for those shows? They can, For the first couple of weeks, it is only for Friends of the Sheldon, our, okay. our like, membership you know, fundraising uh, group. Who and how can, supporters. how can people jump on that? How can they be friends of yours? They can join through our website, or they can, if they call the box office, we can set them up. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's uh, we're working on adding more perks to that, and and uh, it's it's a pretty great thing, and it's a such a great you know 
people in Red Wing really have strong feelings for this theater in an, in an amazing way, and the friends are the ones who are kind of most tightly tightly connected to it. And it's it's one of the best things we have. It's not not every theater gets to have this kind of community built around it. Yeah, it's, right. It's really fun. So get down there. Be a yeah. friend of the Sheldon. Be a friend, or if you just want to buy tickets, where do I buy tickets? Also on the website, sheldontheater.org, or on the phone. Okay. Uh, we have we have the friendliest box office staff you'll ever <laughs> meet. So they're worth chatting with. Okay. So, uh, most days you come down like twelve thirty to five thirty. I believe it's it's open. Okay. Yeah, and if you don't know, just call ahead of time. Yeah. Call ahead. You don't need to show up and start pounding on the windows. <laughs> no. <laughs> if it's locked, don't try to get it. That's not what civilized people do. <laughs> <laughs> so get down there and get some tickets. Yeah. Be a friend. Get some season tickets. If you're looking for a gig, check the city website. Yeah. If you want to volunteer. Yeah. Nice to help out. All right. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Jeff. Maybe uh, once we uh, drop the schedule, like you were going to do here in a couple seconds. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the sneak peek. The sneak peek. We could have you back. Yeah. We can talk about it. That'd be super fun, yeah, if I could be more specific. and, and uh, right. Yeah, because I know what all the shows are. I just can't tell you. Yeah. And you seem very, very excited. I, I am. <laughs> well, I, I pick them all. I have to yeah, be right. excited. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Best one yet. This has been another episode of the just the two of us podcast with me john and i am nate i'll catch you later talk to you then